Welcome back to another episode of Between Us and Y'all. I am Yasmeen, and I want to thank you for joining us for another episode. Between Us and Y'all is a podcast that was created by my son and I to create a space for mothers and sons to have healthy conversations. We're grateful for all of our listeners who have joined us in listening to an episode or offering us support since we started a few months ago. We have taken a break. And um, we're just coming back. For those of you who are aware, my son and I took a break because his father passed away last month. And so this particular episode is going to be dedicated to Nafis and his sister and all of our listeners who have lost a parent. As I mentioned, Nafis lost his dad last month. And so you see that he's not here in this particular recording because we have taken some time to heal. I think it's very important that we do that. And so that's the only reason why he's not here in this particular episode, but I am as a supportive parent, and I hope that you all will continue to support Nafis and his sister as well. They um, had a tremendous loss, not only for Nafis and Yasmin, but also for all of Omar's friends, his parents, and our community. We pray that Nafis and Yasmin have ease, and we also pray that Omar is forgiven of all of his sins and granted paradise. You're going to be seeing me looking over a little bit because I wrote some things down so that I wouldn't forget what I wanted to say for this particular episode. I think it's very important that we make space in our conversations after we experience loss of any kind, but definitely loss of a parent. That's something that's very tremendous for anyone, even if you're just checking in every day or every other week, just to make sure that you're doing well. It's good to have those people around you that will check in with you and make sure that your heart is at ease. It will help you in your healing process and acts as a form of therapy that we all deserve. So I hope that we all receive that type of support and I hope that it's continuous, inshallah. I mean, for this particular episode, I've actually given it a title and it's called Five Before Five. And that comes from a hadith that reads, Take benefit of five before five. Your youth before your old age, your health before your sickness, and your wealth before your poverty. Your free time before you are preoccupied, and your life before your death. For our listeners who aren't familiar with hadiths, a hadith is just a collection of traditions or sayings of Prophet Muhammad, who is the prophet that's revered in Islam. And these are accounts of his daily life or what's known as a sunnah. So that's what where that whole idea comes from. I picked this particular hadith because I thought it was something that was very important when you are experiencing loss of any kind, but definitely loss of a parent. And so I asked a few close friends and family to share with our listeners advice, including any ways their view on this hadith may or may not have changed for them in the process of healing after losing a parent. I hope these words serve as a gift towards healing, towards my son and his sister, and all of those who've experienced any type of loss, and I hope that it helps in a process towards healing and that these words are received with love. So I'll begin with my own advice. I lost my mother to cancer at the age of 18. Her name is Saliha Sabrina Hamid. This is a picture of her for people that are watching. Can you see that? She passed away um, in her late 40s of cancer, and she left a large family and a large community of people who love her dearly, and obviously a daughter who loves her, you know, dearly. And so 
I'm starting my particular pieces of advice with, you know, mentioning and honoring my mother, Saliha Sabrina Hamid. Before fasting, I can say that this hadith always had an influence on my daily moves, but got a little bit more intense after she passed. I was young and getting to know what life was all about. I was only 18, as you can remember, and that's young. Even though some of our listeners might say that's not young, you think you're an adult, but you're still kind of just starting life. So being a California native and a child of two Muslims who came into Islam through the nation of Islam, living by a concept of what we know is eating to live, I was lucky to always be, you know, kind of viewing eating healthy as the norm. That's something that in the Bay Area, it's normal to eat healthy. Like, you know, it's not a thing that you're kind of singled out about. So I was always raised that way, you know, but I could say after my mom passed, I started really paying attention to what foods caused cancer since that was what she passed from. And so I can say over the years, paying attention to that so much definitely started having an impact on my relationship with food. You know, whether that caused me to gain weight or to lose weight, you know, I might have been eating healthy, but I might have been eating a little bit too much bread or, you know, whatever those things are. Maybe not eating at all, but I was paying attention. I think maybe to the extent that it might be a little too much, you know, to what foods were causing cancer as opposed to just enjoying food. And so I would say that 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 process has had an impact on me as far as food is concerned, in a way that's been a little healthy and a little unhealthy, you know, but I'm grateful to be continuously trying my best to improve. So, let me put my glasses on because I can't see that well. (laughs) All right, so as I continue, um, after seeing my mom lose the ability to be active over the years, you know, when she got sick, And this was a woman who had always been on the go. You know, I I had a continued commitment to do my best to stay physically active, you know, after she passed away. So as far as that, you know, part of the hadith that talks about, you know, sickness before health, I felt like, you know, being active was a way for me to actively be involved in keeping myself healthy. And so I've been for the most part, trying to work out as much as I can, you know, and also just being aware of how that working out impacts my health. I've been doing my best to be, you know, on top of my game when I'm spending. So I'm staying on top of my um, savings and, you know, and trying to invest money to save in the best way that I can. And I've also done my best to enjoy my money when I have it. Because after seeing her pass so young, The worst thing in the world to me is to be a person that just works your whole life and you don't do anything to enjoy, you know, the fruits of your labor. So that's been one of the things that has had an impact on me as far as money is concerned, you know, and I've done a lot, you know, I would say in regards to this hadith, but for the most part, I have just tried my best to be intentional about my movements, you know, in in every way that that hadith, you know, relates to. And I'm aware that none of these actions, you know, or preparations are going to change when my time comes, you know what I mean? Because I know we all have an appointed time by God, you know, but to be intentional about your health and your wealth and, you know, your time honestly has felt good and it's felt very powerful and fulfilling. So in closing, you know, I wanted to make sure that we did something for you, Nafis and Yasmin, you know, 
with this dedication, with this particular episode, you're going to hear some words from people that you know, and maybe a few that you don't, or that you're not familiar with, because you've probably seen them with me. And I hope that this offers you, you know, some feelings of love and helps you on your journey of healing, you know, after the loss of your dad, you know, it's a thing that everybody experiences differently. And it's not something that, you know, one video is going to help you be in a complete better space. But I hope that this can be something that you go back to and that you reference and you feel that there was a group of people who who thought of you, you know, and wanted to make sure that you know that you're not alone, you know, in your process that you're dealing with and that we are always here for you. We have advice, we have support, and we don't know exactly what you're going through, but we can say we can relate because of being there as well. This is something that is going to be a healing journey that you will go will go on forever, basically. You know, I lost my mom at 18. I'm in my early 40s now. I'm not giving my exact age, but, you know, it's a thing that I'm still healing from. And so I wanted to make sure that we took some time and made some space for you for this because a lot of people don't do that, you know, and they don't feel supported. They feel alone, you know, and um, I wanted to make sure that you all didn't feel that way as well as to any of our listeners who have experienced loss. We hope that this advice has been supportive and beneficial for you in the same way that we intended it to be for my son, Nafis, and his sister, and as well as all of his siblings. I pray that you feel love coming your way and that you never feel alone in your journey. So, peace. Assalamualaikum. I'm Joy Faison Celine, And first, I'd like to extend my heart to Nafis and Yasmin in this time and all others who are facing the reality of being young and losing a parent. Um, it is indeed a struggle that you will grow through by God's leaves. Um, so my one piece of advice or comfort or word of wisdom that I can offer is that um, this five before five to live an enriching, fulfilling, empowered life. We don't know how long we have, and so the best thing we can do is strive to live a good um, life. So that's the best advice I can have. Um, if anything that a passing can remind you that this time is indeed short, so we want to make the best of what we have. I'm sure at some point, a picture my mom could be <laughs> inserted here. Um, but uh, I wish you all the best. And I love you very much. And keep living. Keep living well. Peace. Assalamu alaikum. Yasmin and Nafis. Big, big Yasmin and little Yasmin. I'm Raskofi Kwayana, the son of Chaiko and the UC Kwayana. My mother Chaiko transitioned in 2017, and I would like to acknowledge her. This is actually a picture of her, of my mother and two of my brothers. Uh, my youngest sister is not in the picture, our only sister, but this is myself holding my brother who also is deceased, and his twin brother next to him. And so I also want to acknowledge Brother Omar, your Baba, who I had the honor of knowing, who I had the honor of meeting. Um, and my lasting impression of him, just knowing him in a small way, is his openness to the brotherhood. 
as a man born in a society that even within conscious religious communities may teach us to be very segmented, to be very territorial, especially when it comes to children, you know? And, and when the, from the time I married his, his mother, Nafisa's mother, and um, met Brother Omar, you know, he, he allowed me to freely express my care and my guidance and my love for his son. And that's something that's noteworthy. I think that we can really use as a beautiful example of our humanity. Because that's what our inheritance is. That's where we've come from. Um, regarding the five before five, the pillars of that hadith are taking advantage of our youth before old age, taking advantage of our health before sickness, taking advantage of wealth before poverty, um, taking advantage of free time before being preoccupied, or like these days, it's, I'm gonna say entangled, you know? Um, but preoccupied and entangled with the, the, the workings of the world, you know? Um, and also just taking advantage of our life in general before death. That's a beautiful question, you know? And hmm, as I meditate, as I reflect on that and relate that to the transition of a loved one, the first thing that comes to my heart and to my mind is to be detached, to be detached as much as possible from the world. And that means from physical, sensory objects. That does not mean not appreciate them, because we're here in the world. We're not here in the world to kind of walk around, see no evil, hear no evil, but also smell no beauty and see no beauty and all that. That's not us. We're here to enjoy this world and make the best of the world. However, the goal is to be detached from sensory objects like the type of phone that I have in my hand. This phone, not from the spirit of communication, but from my special phone or even from people in that physical way. Because when things happen and situations transition as life is full of transitions, the most constant, the most constant thing in life is really change. You know, when changes happen, then we'll be uprooted ourselves because we're attached to the thing instead of the essence. If we're attached to the essence, then we know Allah is infinite. And the, the opportunity to love and the opportunity to share, you know, um, spiritual essence with the people who we love and have conversation um, and, you know, remember the wisdom that they share with us, which can take us through so many situations in life. That opportunity is always there. That opportunity is infinite. That's because Allah is infinite. So if we pay attention, as we well know, to put it in another way, we are living in a world that is seen and that is created by the unseen. And so if we pay attention to the essence of things, then maybe God knows best because it's only God is the disposer of affairs, but there might not even be, have to be a time when there is poverty. There might not have to be a time, you know, we all will return to the earth, but there may be things, even some of those things mentioned in the Hadith, the sting and the drastic measure of them, by God's grace, could even be um, altered. You know, so we give thanks for the ability to share and we pray that what we shared makes sense. And again, much love and honor to the spirit of Brother Omar. Amen.
Assalamu alaikum. My name is Zarina Elamine. I'm from Detroit, Michigan. And um, Nafis and Yasmin, I just want to one extend my love to you all and extend um, my support to you all. You know, I lost my mother, Dr. Cheryl Elamine. Turn it right the right way. I lost my mother, Dr. Cheryl Elamine, last year. It's been exactly almost a year now. She uh, passed on July 8th of last year. And I learned so much. <laughs> I learned so much about life, about legacy, about family. I learned so much um, just from her passing. And um, like right now, I'm coming from the dentist. So you can probably tell I'm like talking a little bit funny. But it's it goes in line with this whole idea of five before five, right? Um and taking advantage of those five things before you lose them. And so like one of the things that I really recognized that we didn't do with my mom were two things really. One of them was that we did not utilize all of our free time. You know, like she went on some trips with me. I traveled a lot, but she always wanted to go to see the Redwoods in California. She always wanted to go see the Redwoods. I mean, year after year after year after year. And it was really no reason for us not to go, but we didn't make it a priority. Like we were just like, oh, that's not really important. But when she passed, it was like this feeling of regret. Like, why didn't we go there? Like that was the one thing that she asked us to kind of do and we didn't go there. You know, it didn't really make sense. So I want to just remind all of us, you know, that these things that we need to take advantage of, our health, our wealth, you know, our, our, um, free time, like these things are real, right? These things are real. The other thing I want to remind you of is to be gentle with yourself. You know, after my mom passed, she passed in July In December, I traveled to, um, Senegal and in Senegal, I met a lady there who was wearing all black. And I asked somebody like, why is she wearing all black? And they told me that her mother passed. And so she was going to be wearing all black and she was in mourning for a full year. She was going to be in mourning for a full year, right? So I thought about that and I was like, dang, we do not give ourselves time in the States. When we have someone pass, it's like, you may get a couple of weeks, but then it's like, peace, like you better get back to work. You better get back to your norm. And when I saw her and I saw that whole notion of um, mourning for a year, I was like, wow, we really need to be more gentle with ourselves. So this grief thing is weird. It comes in waves. You're not going to really know how it's going to hit you. Some days you'll be cool and the next day you'll be like, ah, you know, crying. So just allow it to come as it's going to come. You know, be gentle with yourself and take it day by day. So I love you all. I love you both. And um, and inshallah, you all will get through this. May Allah put the angels around you as you adjust to your new life. Peace. Assalamualaikum. I'm Latif Ali. Um, I want to send some love and light to Nafis and Yasmin. Um, anyone else who has lost a parent, I pray that you receive the comfort that only Allah can give when your mind is consumed with your loss. Because um, I know it's real. Um, I lost my father in 2018 when I was nine months pregnant. It was the hardest thing I've ever experienced. And also, it, but it was very eye-opening. Um, it was a literal representation of how Allah gives life and he can take it away. Mashallah. Um, when I think of the five before five hadith, the part that resonates with me is taking benefit of your free time before you're preoccupied. Um, once we learned of my father's illness and his hesitation in seeking medical care, me and my sister, we kind of applied a little pressure to him um, to get him to move to Atlanta from California. 
Um, and during this time, you know, I was blessed to be able to work from home full time. And he lived with me prior to his transition. Um, but what I realized is my father and I needed that time together. Allah allowed us to mend our relationship in whatever ways was necessary. And I was able to thank him for always being there for me. Um, and he was able to tell me that he was proud of me. Um, and surely Allah knows best what we need to hear because that is what comforts me now, knowing that my father was proud of me and he actually verbalized that to me. Um, so the advice that I can give for anyone who's lost a parent is to think of the time that you took advantage of when they were here and what they said to you that you know you needed to hear and then that bring you comfort. Inshallah. Assalamu alaikum and greetings of peace uh, to between us and y'all listeners. I'm grateful to Allah and my big sister Yasmin and my nephew Nafis for the opportunity to share um, about a sensitive and personal subject. Um, I begin with the name of Allah, the merciful benefactor, the merciful redeemer. I have uh, truly kept this subject to myself for my own selfish reasons, but maybe it's time to share some of my journey, and I pray that it is of some benefit, inshallah, to you all, um, God willing. And so I dedicate this with love to my Umi. My name is Shahida Sharif, and I'm the third daughter of Judith Sabrine Sharif, who was the first daughter of Miriam Sharif, my grandmother, who is still living and kicking at 95, who is also the daughter of Miss Eli. I feel like I joined an anonymous club that you only learn you belong to um, once you lose a parent. I lost my mom in the summer of 2011, and I remember everything vividly um, from the time she received her diagnosis of stage four cancer up until her last breath. I was expecting my daughter, Saliha, at the time, and knew she had to touch her face and her spirit before she left us. I think all of my family, my father, and my siblings felt they had to give my mom some gift of themselves in that time. So in some way, we spent significant personal time with her. Uh, my brother got married, <laughs> and I came to be with her after giving birth to my daughter so she could sing her spirit into her. What I understood in that time that was um, given to me was to give all of myself to those who I love and treasure. Um, do not hold back anything. It was hard for me to be away from my husband at that time, but I knew that she would leave us soon and I only had one mother. So I packed up my little ones and I went to be with her. I'm grateful he was understanding. Um, she did everything with excellence and a beautiful spirit. And that was her signature. She remembered birthdays, would send little gifts, cards to me and my family. And she would call to discuss a Quranic verse or something she read or learned to cook. She would share her recipe and boy, could she cook. <laughs> um, I carry a little of her spirit with me everywhere I go. And I would offer that um, there's a concept that there are a few things that someone leaves behind when they leave this earthly world and presence and that is um, children who pray for them and, um, and knowledge that they left behind. And if you can think of like a musician or artist, how they have royalties 
that kind of, you know, keep on going after they've left, it's like her royalties. And so when I offer something of her that she gave to me, it's like I'm increasing her um, in, in, in offering that gift to her in the life after this. So I would offer that to any good that your parent gave you to give that to others. And of course, keep a little joy for yourself and know that this will increase them like a perpetual royalty that will ensure their benefit and build their kingdom in the next life. So keep building a kingdom for them in the hereafter. Um, I would offer that and um, keep their memory and their spirit alive with you. Just keep passing little uh, trinkets of joy uh, with everyone who you meet. And that's also like offering a little bit of your parents to them. So this is my mom, Sister Judith. It was funny. Um, she was, I felt like the only person I was taller than. <laughs> but I thank you all for listening. And um, thank you for the opportunity to share between us and y'all. I appreciate you all. Assalamualaikum. My name is Atia Mujahid Ali. This is a, um, my dua for Nafis uh, and Yasmin is I pray that Allah brings you your heart's peace and strength and comfort. Um, I know that this is a, a really difficult time, but I encourage you to take one day at a time um, to remember that you're not alone, that you have each other, you have your family, your community, and, um, and most of all, you have Allah. And so um, I would like to encourage you to do one thing, though, um, which is to honor the memory and the legacy of your father by doing something um, good. And so um, think about who he was and causes and missions that he sort of stood for. And, and maybe it's volunteering your time. Maybe it's making a donation. Um, but do some act of good on his behalf. And um, I know that um, my mother, for example, really loved Dunkin' Donuts coffee and would take my brother and I to... Um, Dunkin' Donuts with her and usually would get us um, the munchkins which are the donut holes and so you know every year I um, bring in a on behalf of my mother I'll bring in um, munchkins for my co-workers at work and I'll just set them out in the break room and make a little note to say enjoy um, and it, it brings um, my colleagues so much joy and happiness and you know, I really feel like I pray that Allah blesses my mother, um, even though she has transitioned, for just that kind act that I'm doing on her behalf. So send prayers forth for your father. Do good acts of service. Um, those are things that you can still bless, ways that you can still bless him, um, even though he's physically not here. When I reflect on the take five uh, before five, um, I think about um, what this sort of means to me is, you know, the gifts that Allah has given us and, and really how we use them and how we use um, from our youth to our health to wealth to, to time um, and our life, some of the greatest gifts that we give, so that we're given um, by um, our creator. And so um, I think about 
um, my mother and uh, in particular, my mother um, was someone who really fought for the underdog. And uh, she was someone who, um, you know, spoke up for those who um, had mental illness and spoke up for those who were disabled and spoke up for those who um, who were homeless. And so those people that society deemed um, voiceless, um, she knew that their lives had meaning. And so she really dedicated her work and her life to fighting for them. And so one of the greatest gifts that 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 has that she's given to me is the power of is is the reflection upon the power of our legacy and so how we use those gifts that God has given us in ways of being of service to one another in ways of and, and so you know this has impacted me and how I relate to um to my family, to my children, how I love on them, how it's um, how I relate to my my colleagues and um, my community, and, and and also the 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 love that I give to myself. So um, when I reflect on the five before five, um, I I encourage you to also reflect on your father's legacy. And thinking about um, those wonderful gifts that he was given and how he used them. And then think about your life. And think about how you can also impact others. How you can be an impact on your community. How you can be an impact on your family. Use that. Um, And and I think that... um, I think if we all thought that way and aligned ourselves uh, with that as part of our mission, um, that we will go on to lead very beautiful lives. So prayers again to you, Nafis and Yasmin, and know that you have people that you can call on and more, even greater, um, you have a lot. Peace.